Howdy, everybody, and welcome to episode numero four of the Nordcast. Today, I'm joined here with Carter. Stop, boys and, and girls. Jack. What's up? And uh, we're back yet again. Season's closer, um, and it's a pretty good day to talk some hockey. Uh, but first off, a couple housekeeping items before we all lose our minds here. Um, the Fantasy League for the Nordcast has been officially filled up. It's full on members. All 20 people have been released. Uh, the Fantasy Draft will be on Saturday at 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central, whatever else, times uh, Pacific or whatever. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it's when I'm working. <laughs> like, like, I scheduled I the damn. I scheduled that, that auto pick of Clayton Keller in the first round is going to be nice for you. No, oh my God, <laughs> no. I was scheduling the thing thinking that like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to work. I'll be fine. But nope, I was working. And I'm like, great. The one time he schedules me to work on a Saturday. Whatever. All right. <laughs> and one other thing before we get into um, our little um, topics for today. So tomorrow, and I want to make this announcement on the podcast. So then that way I have to do it tomorrow. I absolutely have to do it. It's, I can't just pussy out anymore. Tomorrow's picture day in my school. And, um, you know, I mean, everyone just went like, ooh. And um, obviously, the NHL is obviously doing their media day as of right now. Everyone's taking their new pictures for 2022, including Brandon Tannett. Oh, oh yeah. that is such a good photo. Oh, yeah. that, you, you have to do it. You have the to do Tanev it. The ghost face, for those who don't, just look it up, um, obviously. Well, I got my trusty Seattle Kraken jersey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it has Giordano on the Giordano. Gio. Shortest captain in history. I'm going, and I'm going to make the Brandon Tanner face. Yes. Yes. I don't know how it's going to go. I don't know if the picture girl is going to be like, you idiot. You better better send the – when you get it, you better send that photo to the group chat. That is becoming my, like, TikTok, like, profile pic for the rest of my life. Home screen, Um, too. It'll take like a month for the pictures to process because it's yeah. schools like that. But like, I'm not going in the yearbook. It will be in the yearbook. Oh. Yeah, you're going to see all these nice people in these nice little dresses and like all these nice little suits. And then you're just going to see me. <laughs> I'm I, I think good. that needs a little bit of work. Yeah, it, it's not. I just did that off the bat. I've been practicing all day. All right. Anyways, enough about that. Enough about picture day. Let's move into our topics for today. So starting off with probably the biggest topic of the past two weeks, uh, maybe even of the month, if we're being honest, Nathan McKinnon has signed his contract after taking team-friendly contracts the past couple of years, you know, taking those team-friendly deals, saying, I want to get the team to win. And after the Avalanche obviously won their cup this coming season, it's time for payroll. So he has signed an eight-year, $12.6 million contract with a total of 106 million dollars all i need is like a million of that and i'm happy i don't even need a thousand exactly a thousand yeah i don't even need any more of that hell a hundred i'd be happy just pay for my apple watch he's good (laughs) exactly um but we actually discussed this on the last episode of the podcast where we asked the question is mckinnon the highest paid player take a look at the clip right now Um, he also did say there was a report that he wanted to become the highest paid player in the entire NHL. I'll throw this little sub question here. Do you guys think he, he, he should be the highest paid player? Uh, probably not. 
if he's not the best player, he shouldn't be the highest player. Just, just, just me though. I don't know. I, I think it's kind of like the NFL, where like the next, like every top five quarterback just like resets the market. It's like should he be paid more than McDavid? But no, but, like assuming the cap is going up, he's going to reset the market and probably get like 13, 13.5. It's just the natural order. It's not like McDavid, we have to wait until McDavid gets paid 14 on his next contract for other guys to also rise above that. Yeah. yeah. I, I was, I remember like when the news kind of broke that he didn't want to go team friendly. I thought that he was going to go team friendly. I feel like everybody thought that he was going to be a team friendly guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, does he deserve it? Kind of. He's, he's proven that he can be a very good player in this league. Um, highest paid, probably not, maybe around 12, maybe, but uh, as Michael said, cap's going to go up, so he'll probably end up making that. But if he does, I'm not going to be too upset about it. So obviously we said that, I mean, like he probably does, he probably doesn't deserve to be the highest paid player, given that there's other players out there that have done a lot of work, but given all the things he's been through, he definitely deserves a contract like this. And I mean, absolutely. He's a generational talent. Uh, we had him ranked at different places. I think, I think I had him ranked like fourth when we did our top five players last episode. Um, I'm not, I had I, him for, we might have the four. We might have, we I might think have that four. one was a clean sweep. Yeah. I think I was, yeah. I think we all I have think that four. was the only one that like, we all have the same pick for. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, and McDavid, come on. Well, yeah, that's so. But yeah, obviously McKinnon generational talent. Does he deserve this money? I mean, with all the crap he's gone through the past seven years, like I remember Jack mentioned in the in episode three, talking about how he hasn't won crap in like his seventh year or whatever. Yeah, he has been through a lot, and he definitely deserves the money after taking team friendly deals year after year after year. That's just my take on it. What do you guys think? All right, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I go. Okay. Yeah, uh, we need to create an yeah. actual like flow here. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's been a it's been a rough kind of kind of day, but all right, let's get into it. Uh, yeah, so he, he yeah he definitely does deserve to like um be the highest paid player. Like he he's like as you've said, he's been not on a great team for a lot of his career. Um, and then he's got a good team now, and he definitely deserves to be paid that now. He's he's one of the best players on that um avalanche team. You take him out of that, they're gonna be a good team. They're not um as good without having McKinnon there. So um him being there and just having him locked up, even though it's for that um large amount of money is is pretty big for them. So yeah, he's there. He's reset the market. So we're gonna see a lot of guys get um pretty big uh pretty big contracts here soon. And yeah. He's uh yeah. Yeah. Uh definitely deserves it. He got what he want. Uh I did think he was gonna go team friendly. I was kind of surprised that he didn't. I did, just because yeah. he's always been he's always been that guy, that team guy. Uh yeah, like Carter said, resets the market. Uh he does he, yeah, he definitely deserves every penny there, even though I don't think he's the best player in the league. He's still the highest paid player. Just a coincidence that, you know, he was the uh first kind of star player that is contracted to buyer. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, well, McKinnon, I mean, as I mentioned, I mean, he definitely deserves this money. He's been through a lot. I did think he was also going to go team friendly too. And he resets the market here. And it's not like it's an outrageously more 
number. Like it's only a hundred thousand no. more than McDavid's contract. Uh, and as well, I mentioned yeah. in my video, with the cap going higher and higher, like the NHL was saying that after this coming season, the cap's going to go up drastically higher. Um, I mean, I was seeing like reports of like three to five million more, which could be huge for some teams. Um, so we'll see. Obviously, but like bigger contracts or more cap space means bigger contracts and more people blow minds being blown and all that, obviously. And uh, with Matthews, his contract expiring next season, you can't help but think that Leafs fans are going to be like more money. Yeah, he'll get paid more than McKinnon. Yeah, I, I mean, guess. yeah, Arizona has a lot of cap space for him, so. Yeah. <laughs> Like thirteen point five for like eight years, I think I could see that. <laughs> oh my god, that would actually yeah. be ridiculous though if they really actually got Matthews. That I would be it. awesome. It would be yeah. it would be amazing for me. It would cause an absolute meltdown in the hockey market, but it would be be interesting. All right, yeah. any last minute? Any last thoughts? On yeah, I got I got I got one last thing, especially because like McDavid and Crosby are like very close and like. McKinnon, like, he wants to basically be, like, Crosby, basically. Crosby's his idol. And kind of, like, because Crosby's been team-friendly, like, his entire career. Also, he's very superstitious, so it's 8.7, million. Um, I honestly did think he was going to go team-friendly just to follow in Crosby's footsteps. Um, But, again, proved us wrong. Yeah. I'm not saying that the cup changed him, but, I mean... Going into second half of his career, he, he wants a little more money. Yeah, that's just my thoughts. I can't blame him though. I mean, I mean, like he fought so hard for that Stanley Cup. He's been through yeah, a lot yeah. of bad teams, uh, especially in Colorado. I don't really blame him. I mean, I mean, like, I mean, this is like, I mean, twelve point six million. Oh my goodness! Like, I would love to get paid like one millionth of that. That'd be like a hundred dollars. Like, you know what I could do with a hundred dollars? Buy a jersey. Yeah, buy a jersey. I was gonna say, exactly. like it would, like that would be awesome. But I mean, yeah, congratulations to McKinnon on his new contract, and uh, we'll see where it goes from here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyways, moving on here uh, to something Winnipeg Jets related. Now, obviously, if you guys know us, Carter here is a Winnipeg Jets fan. He's from the area of Winnipeg, and Blake Wheeler was most recently stripped of his captaincy. And obviously there were those rumors of locker room toxicity. And then obviously in a previous podcast, I think it might've been episode two, if I'm correct, somewhere around there, we talked about how Danton Heinen and Kale Yarncrook didn't want to come to Winnipeg, even though Winnipeg offered significantly more money than other than Pittsburgh and Toronto offered for him. But that was just my, that was just my take on it. I think that, you know, maybe the locker room had something to do with it, but Bounis did say that he did want to, let the fall be on more than just one player. So that was kind of interesting there. But anyways, I'm going to leave it to Carter. I'm going to just let Carter just yell for however long. Yeah, this is uh, I, I, I'm going to be a little tame here. Just yeah, a, a little bit, not super tame, but um, yeah. Wheeler being stripped of his captaincy. Honestly, his time is coming to an end in Winnipeg. That kind of like solidified him. He might be on his last year here. He might end up getting shipped at the deadline, if the and the Jets might be going into a rebuild here. Like, 
I think it's getting close to that time. If they don't do something magical here, they might be on their way out. I, I can't remember where I saw this, but Wheeler and I'm pretty sure Shifley, both of those guys, those guys are on the last year of their deal. The Jets could get a really big haul if they shipped both those guys out and retained 50%. Could you imagine getting Mark Shifley at $3 million? That's huge for a team. A team would give up a lot to go on a cup run for $3.4 million in Mark Shifley. It's getting close to that rebuild time. No one's safe except for probably Kyle Connor, Nikolai Ehlers. Morrissey might be safe. Pionk's probably safe as well. Hellebuck, I don't know where Hellebuck's going to go. I, I don't know. Is he staying? Is he going? What's happening with Hellebuck? The entire thing of we want more leaders, in my opinion, is bullshit. That's not the case. They, It's just rebuild time. That's it. It's rebuild time. We're not going to have a captain till two more years. It, it's just rebuild time for the Winnipeg Jets if this season doesn't go well. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely an interesting move. I didn't see it coming. Uh, I didn't hear anything about any locker room stuff, but obviously if you're a captain, you're expected to be a leader in there. And maybe Wheeler just wasn't living up to that. I don't know. But as Carter said, they could be going into a rebuild here. And he's uh, he's getting old. Uh, we could see more of this in the future with old cores uh, that are trying to get younger uh, as a roster. Uh, yeah, so I didn't hear anything about the locker room stuff, but it could be something like that. Uh, yeah. The, kinda, to kind of piggyback off that with the locker room stuff, like that... Like, honestly, I was hearing that this was one of the worst locker rooms in the NHL. Like, apparently, like, Mark Shifley and Blake Wheeler were just bullying guys. Like, that's the main reason that Line wanted out was because Wheeler saw that Line was going to start taking his minutes and did not want any part of that. Um, So, yeah, the, the locker room toxicity is the biggest thing. If it doesn't get fixed, the downfall of the Jets is coming drastically. If if stripping Wheeler of his captaincy doesn't change anything, the downfall of the Jets is upon us. I absolutely agree with that. Um, voice crack. Um, you know, as a captain, and if you're in, especially with Shifley too, like if you're going out there and just straight up bullying guys, unacceptable. Like, I mean, I would kind of get it. I would be more accepting of it. And it's still not acceptable, but like, I would kind of get it if you were like what Nick Suzuki's age and you were still pretty immature. No disrespect to Nick Suzuki. He obviously was named captain as well. We forgot to mention that. Um, but like Wheeler's a veteran Wheeler's, I mean, like he's not like old, old, but he's still experienced. He has a lot of experience in the NHL and he should know the difference between right and wrong. And it's absolutely unacceptable that he's going in there and just straight up bullying guys for like just absolutely unacceptable. And I do agree with you. Um, I mean, I did my jets preview um, and I, I just, that roster didn't really impress me all too much outside no. of the top six. No, like it the, it's really yeah. It's not a great roster. Uh, we have some guys up and coming. I think the future is bright for Winnipeg. We got Cole Perfetti, Brad Lambert. Um, oh my God. Why am I blanking on his name? Uh, Artifact Hanola who's in the AHL right now. 
Um, the, oh my god, what's that guy's name? It's not Grimaldi. It's like uh, I can I can get it. Hold on. I forget. It was the guy who selected with the pick this year. Oh yeah, that guy for oh, for the huh? U.S. national team. It was uh, Rucker McGrady. That's the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. McGrady. Yeah. Honestly, the future is bright in Winnipeg if we can like if we end up like playing this correctly, putting our cards in the right table with Wheeler and Shifley. This could be a good team in a couple of years if we play our cards right. Yeah, I agree with that. Definitely. And I'm looking at their roster right now. I mean, if you trade Shifley and I mean like and like just Shifley alone, honestly. If you Think let... of the return. Exactly. Yeah. Like well, are you, you gotta trade him now if you want a good return. One hundred percent. You gotta trade. Oh, I mean, yeah. like if the Jets have a bad year this season, you gotta think that that you gotta think that come deadline, Shifley's probably gone. Um, Wheeler's likely gone. Like you could get yeah. some good assets for those guys. You could get a yeah. huge haul. Yeah, yeah like, no doubt. especially like if we ship them off this year, that's two years of those guys at their like half of their salary. That's huge. Like mm-hmm. the return you'll get, you'll get a decent player. Like a, I don't know how many picks you'd get, but you'd get a decent amount of picks, and you'd probably get a very solid prospect for just one of those guys. Like, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like, if you, I'm like, I'm saying, if you, like, you're saying, like, I'm saying, if you play your cards right, I mean, like, Winnipeg could be turning, like, let's say, like, a six to seven year of time of being bad, probably less than that, but like a six or seven or like five or six to like maybe three or four. Yeah. It was like, I mean, like, it's not like this team is like, I mean, like, I'm not trying to say Boston's like going to be on a rebuild soon, but like Boston, for example, their prospect pool, it's Fabian Lysel. And then what's after that? Like, there's really nothing with Winnipeg. You at least have other options. You have Lambert, Lucius, Lucius, whatever the guy's last name is. Um, And then Cole Perfetti, too, who I think could be a breakout candidate um, if he plays the right ice time. So, I mean, if I mean, like, I'm just saying I'm optimistic right now for Winnipeg. If you play your cards right, maybe this team could be better sooner. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. definitely. That's all I'm saying. All right, but yeah. Any last-minute thoughts on the captaincy and the Winnipeg stuff? uh, Nope. All right, well, that being said, we're going to move on into our headlines now. We don't got all too much here. Um, but we do have some stuff regarding PTOs and injuries and players not coming to camp um, and retirements. So, oh, and retirements as well. Um, so some PTOs that have happened. I only have the two uh, ones involving the Battle of Alberta. Sonny Milano is over to Calgary on a PTO, and Jake Vertanen is over to the Edmonton Oilers on a PTO. So the Milano one, first off, obviously Milano had his best season with Anaheim this past year with Zegras. I don't know why there was so much hype around him as much as there really was. I mean, like, I mean, like when you look at it, he was good with Zegras, but really he only put up like 35 points. He wasn't like an unbelievably, like he wasn't like a 50 point score. No, he put up like no. 35 points. He wasn't all too impressive, but I think he could be a good addition to Calgary's depth. Uh, 100% probably playing third or fourth line. 100%. Yeah. And then as for Vertanen, I'm kind of optimistic. I mean, like you look at Edmonton, they, they're, this is their, they've had their fair share of controversy signing Evander Kane to a contract, giving Vertanen a PTO. I mean, like, I mean, apart from the allegations, I know everyone's saying, oh, bring Vertanen back, sign Vertanen. Like, I mean. Of course, Edmonton did it. <laughs> yeah, of course, Edmonton did it. Of all teams. I, I <laughs> Didn't mean, like, we I, call that? I'm pretty sure we called that. 
I think we might have. We might have said something about it. I'm not entirely too sure. But like um the thing is with that is that like Vertanen, like I mean, like we're talking about the allegations and stuff. He never really had a like solidified NHL career. Like he had one solid season with Vancouver. And then apart from that, the other years were just meh. And the, and if they weren't meh, they just weren't really that good at all. So, yeah. I mean, like, for, with Vertanen, I'm optimistic. I, I kind of said the same thing when Kane was signed. I mean, Vertanen could do really good out of the preseason to get signed to a contract. And honestly, being on a team with McDavid and Dreisaitl, you could haul yeah. in a lot more points. So, yeah. We'll see. Definite, definitely probably one of the bigger, like, wild cards. Because he hasn't played an NHL game in how long? Oh, like like three year, three four years since twenty twenty. Has it been that long since the twenty twenty yeah. season? Wow. Uh, yeah, so a couple years. Yeah. So he like, hasn't played an NHL game in a while. Has been a little bit. Is, yeah. Is he gonna like be good still? Like well, he's played I know the KHL. he's he yeah he's he's played the KHL and you know all that stuff. But is is he still gonna be like good on that team? Like. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I'm optimistic. I mean, anything could happen, really. All right, moving on. Um, three players. Well, I mean, Curtis Gabriel's another, but like three players from Curtis Ohio. Gabriel. Yeah, Curtis Blackhawks Gabriel. legend. Absolute legend. What a goat. Three retire the number players. Well, I, I guess four. <laughs> four different players from our childhood have retired. Keith Yandel, Zidane Chara, and PK Subban. All in the same day. It's like it's like our childhood just retired in one day. Oh my yeah, gosh. All man. like so close together, like only like a couple hours. Yandel yeah. was like at one in the morning. Like, <laughs> like I, was it? I, I thought it was like later. Five thirty, and so that Yandel retired. I'm like, what the heck? And then oh, I thought it was later than that. But is he playing overseas or something? <laughs> no, he just retired. I mean, he might have been overseas, but like it said that he he might have retired at like eleven at night, and I don't know. I was just asleep, but like. Whatever, but like it said at 1 30 a.m. Yandel retired. I'm like, what what? But yeah, I mean, I'm anyways. pretty sure the Flyers made him retire after that uh Iron Man streak got broken. Yeah. That Flyers. was horrible. So, that's so annoying. Flyers yeah. is a piece of garbage organization, honestly. Yeah, trash organization. Chuck Fletcher should retire. Anyways, let's get back to retirements before yeah. we get into a Chuck hey. Fletcher argument. And then a few yeah. hours, and then a few hours later, uh, Char retired, and then about an hour later after that, Subban retired, and I'm just like, what the heck? Why is everyone retiring? Like it's just like, and like it's sad too, because like Char has been around for so long, and like and like teams were trying to keep him around, and I mean like even though like I mean we're not all like gigantic Bruins fans, like I'm not coming in here wearing Bruins T-shirts and like oh yeah go Bruins, but like I think all of us respected Chara and like obviously his time in the nhl like he's he was a very solidified defenseman but very very underrated bunny yeah and then pk suban too like i mean like not even like just the personality like just the personality by this guy wasn't even like his play like his overall personality his overall energy just the way this guy is like some of the things he did during the covid during covid like he's just such a positive dude and it sucks to see him go but the one good thing, and I think my guy Michael Barner brought this up, um, he was talking about how um, Subban could be on ESPN. And I, I think yeah. that honestly yeah. ESPN. Like ESPN's coverage right now is god-awful. Like, I'm pretty sure he's getting his own show. It's like it's kind of like the NFL like Manning Brothers thing, I thought. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, he is getting his own show. Like yeah. I mean, like Subban would save ESPN. Would save ESPN. He on. would. Like T. I like uh Barry Barry Melrose. I really like him. Yeah. On like, ESPN. TNT. I don't. I don't get ESPN. So oh, I'm yeah, out of the loop Canada. here. Oh Canada. yeah. Canadian. Well, you Canadian here. Shut up, Canadian. <laughs> um, really. but like, yeah. I mean, like. TNT is like miles better than ESPN. Oh yeah, yeah it's TNT not even close. Better. And I'm so glad they're hosting the the Stanley Cup Finals this coming season. But like, hopefully Subban will save ESPN 100. Yeah. Um, moving on, we actually have a trade to announce. It happened a couple of days ago. Uh, it was between, between the New York Rangers and the Dallas Stars. I think we talked about this in episode three about Nils Lundqvist wanting out of New York. Um, they, the Dallas Stars have acquired defenseman Nils Lundqvist in exchange for a 2023 first-round pick, which is bold, might I say, and then a 2025 fourth-round pick. So obviously that first-round pick for a defenseman, definitely bold. Uh, Lundqvist definitely left New York because of that log jam on the defense side with Fox and Truba obviously there. And with obviously him being on a team like Dallas, which apart from Heiskanen is significantly weaker on that right D side, and Heiskanen can play left D as well. Um, so I think Lundqvist will definitely get a chance to prove himself. And really that pick isn't like of any risk. It's top 10 protected. So even if, even if Dallas falls off a cliff, it's not that big of a deal, really in all honesty. A um, yeah. couple more things here. We're just going to speed it up here real quick. Cause we only got five minutes left before the zoom ends itself. Um, Sean Couturier is out for months. Flyer season's over. Let's go. It was over before Couturier got hurt though, but that uh, would have would have been I, nice to have at least seen him play. I was already saying like they're going to be the worst team in the East. Like I was yeah. like, I was already By making the, making shot. those takes. Uh, Jake Gardner unfortunately is going to miss training camp and is back on LTIR. Uh, Mike Smith is also back on LTIR, and Marco Scandella will be out six months, and Timothy Lilligren will also be out six months as well. Um, players who are not coming to training camp for the start of the season are defenseman Razis Sandine for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, forward or defenseman Nicholas Haig for the Vegas Golden Knights, and then obviously forward Jason Robertson for the Dallas Stars. Obviously, not showing up to camp until he gets signed to a contract, which is starting to get pretty scary because I think Mitch Marner signed his contract around now. I think he signed it a week before training camp started, and we still haven't seen a Robin or Robertson contract yet. And not only have we not seen one yet, we've heard nothing, so that is a little bit worrisome, yeah. definitely. And then in the final piece of our headlines here, uh, Don Waddell and Kevin Adams, the GMs of the Carolina Hurricanes and the Buffalo Sabres, respectively, have both signed multi-year contracts. Obviously, Waddell has done amazing things with Carolina, definitely deserves it. And Kevin Adams, I mean, that man has given Buffalo some hope, honestly. I think with the team that they have all around, there's definitely some hope ahead for Buffalo. Maybe not next season, but I think they're definitely trending in the right direction. And it just sucks with with the competitive division that they're in. They just really can't like get off the ground or anything like that. So yeah, it's unfortunate, but we'll see what Buffalo can do in the coming seasons. But yeah, that's it for headlines. I think I covered everything for the most part. Um, I'm pretty sure I did. I'm there's like Jersey ads getting released, but like who cares? Like I'm not like I'm not gonna yeah. cover um the milk like dairy milk on the Leafs jerseys. Like it's just so random. <laughs> Isn't the Leafs been TikTok? TikTok? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like I don't care. It doesn't really matter to me. I'm like, people are saying like, oh, they're ugly. Like, it's not even that big of a deal. It's not like you're, yeah, it's not, it's not, yeah. it's not like the, it's not like the Swedish one where it's like, yeah, unless they go entire thing on the back of the Jersey. Like, yeah, exactly. like, it's, it's a little, little patch, patch at the front. You won't even notice it. Like, honestly, just shut like, up. Like, 
it's even like it's almost smaller than like the captains like the c and the a like it's <laughs> outrageous i don't know why people hate it i mean like i mean like i could live without it but i mean like it's good for mark it's yeah. good to, for the angel to make more money so yeah. what's the big deal about it like the nba has it like literally that size too and no one complains about that exactly like <laughs> i honestly don't understand all right but anyways that'll do it for our headlines we got some more fun topics ahead we're going to move on to our next segment and it's going to be division predictions i'll see you guys in a second all right, welcome back, everyone, yet again, and we're moving on with the standings predictions now. Things should start getting fun. We're going to start debating with each other and start getting mad at each other, and I'm going to yell at Carter because he thinks it's Sorry, good. sorry, sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm focused, I'm focused. Sorry, but, Jack was just, like, making me blush, and I had to just move. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> All right, but overall, this season, I'm going to just wrap it up for y'all. This season, for all of us, is going to be a painful year because I am a Coyotes and a Flyers fan. Jack is a Blackhawks fan. Carter is a Flyers and a Jets fan. Yeah, thank you for watching. Um, it's just not going to be a fun year for us at all. But um, overall, let's get started. All right, whoever wants to pick whatever division we do first, I don't really care. I'll go last because I'm last forever. All right. Uh, I'll go Forever Atlantic alone. first because Atlantic is the best division in the league. So, number one, Maple Leafs. Number two, Lightning. Number three, Senators. Number four, Bruins. Number five, Panthers. Six, Red Wings. Seven, Sabres. Eight, Canadians. Okay. I, I have exactly what I'm going to say to you after, but all right, I'll go through mine. All right. I got Tampa in first. Toronto in second, Detroit in third, Ottawa fourth, Boston fifth, Florida sixth, Buffalo seventh, and Montreal eighth. Really? Okay. All right. Um, I have Toronto first, Tampa second, Florida third, Boston fourth, Ottawa fifth, Detroit sixth, Buffalo seventh, and Montreal eighth. Now, one thing we can all agree on is Buffalo and Montreal are the worst teams in this division. They're 7th and 8th, respectively. I think we all had that. Number 6, though? I think we all might have had different results. Or did we all have Detroit? I don't even I know. Had I had Florida. I had Florida. Florida. Six. I mean, I had Florida at 5, but six, Here's my thing. Uh... Jack, literally before we recorded, you literally said, I'm so high on the Red Wings and Senators, and then you don't have them making the playoffs. Well, yeah. I said, I said that, but I said... The Atlantic Division, I I couldn't I fit the Ottawa in because Ottawa was obviously my cup pick as of right now, but I couldn't fit. I'm I am high in the Red Wings, but I couldn't fit them in a playoff spot just because other division and any I other love, division. I love the Red Wings too, but like I I would love to put them in the playoffs, but like I just think that five other teams are much better than the Red Wings. It's gonna be their first year of like not being in a rebuild, so I don't see that for them. Yeah, they might need another year, and it's not like they're going to have an outrageously bad year. They could still have a winning record and miss. I mean, Winnipeg had a winning record and missed. Um, I mean, like, it really Ouch. depends on Detroit. Detroit, I mean, I said this before, Detroit depends on one of those teams that, like, a team that's down, a team that's, like, that falls off. Like, Boston's definitely one of those teams that you could definitely name. You know, obviously, they have injuries, and that could definitely play a role. Um, but, I mean, like... We'll see, though. I mean, like, it really depends, if we're being honest. Like, this division could go any other way. 
Um, but I mean, yeah, I don't really know. But Toronto, I have them winning because just they're just the overall skilled team with Matthews, Marner, Nylander, all that. They're just an amazing team all around. Tampa in second. Kucherov will be absolutely electric, um, without a doubt, playing his first full season since 2018-19. Hopefully, knock on wood. Um, and he definitely will put up electric points. Florida at third, kind of bold for me. Um, I mean, like Florida, they lost a lot. They're not going to be as good offensively. They probably won't be as good defensively either. Putting them in third is bold, uh, especially with that competitive division. But I think that they're definitely a decently good team up there. Boston at fourth, they have injuries, but I still think they can do it. Ottawa at fifth, they got to make it at some point. And I mean, yeah, it's just, I mean, overall, like as you guys said, you could really rank this division either way. Like, I mean, like, you could rank it so many different ways. And I honestly would agree with you. Like, this division's just so confusing to, like, really, you know, make, like, actually make sense. Like, it's just so many good teams. Like, and then, like, I just look at the Pacific, and it's just so mid. Unbelievably mid. I think it's worse than mid, honestly. Yeah, to be honest. All right, but yeah, um, if you guys have any more thoughts in the Atlantic, we'll move on to another division. I really don't care. All right, uh, next one, I got Metro, Metropolitan, one Rangers, two Hurricanes, three Penguins, four Jackets, five Devils, six Capitals, seven Islanders, eight Flyers. Ooh. What do you got, Carter? I got uh, <clears throat> I got Carolina, one. Rangers 2, Pens 3, Caps 4, Devils 5, Columbus 6, Islanders 7, and Philly 8. Jesus, y'all are not high on the honors at all. I have Carolina 1st, I have the Rangers 2nd, I have Pittsburgh 3rd, I have New York, I have the Islanders 4th, um, I have Columbus 5th, Washington 6th, the Devils 7th, and of course my lovely, my just absolutely beloved Philadelphia Flyers at eighth. You know, I'm just going to start with Philadelphia because, you know, I feel like going on a rant. You know, I just feel like yelling about how bad this team is. You know, you know, out for months. Therapy, out for months. Season's done. I I mean, like, just with that, just like with both of those players gone alone, season is done. Absolutely. And then, like, you look at this team, you get D'Angelo on the defense. You get the Norris winner. Norris winner. D'Angelo looks like, oh, yeah, D'Angelo's going to be great. The only reason why he was so good in Carolina was because Jacob Slavin held up the defensive end of that first pairing. That was the sole reason why D'Angelo absolutely exploded and played incredible. He's going to regress. And with Ivan Provorov being absolute crap and Ryan Ellis being another one of those players. That honestly could that is injured as well and doesn't have a timetable for return. And honestly, I wouldn't even want to play for it for a team like this after being injured on a team for so long. So, and then Carter Hart, I don't even know where he's at. Like honestly, like I mean, like anything could happen with him. Like bad defense and his own inner demons just mix around, just like combine together for just an absolute negative atmosphere for Carter Hart, and it's just absolutely terrible. And I just. Can't comprehend it. This team's going to be so freaking bad. It's going it's to be so funny. We're going to get Connor Bedard. Then we're going to screw it up somehow. Fletcher's going to trade the first round pick over for like some other stupid prospect or some prospect that never pans out. And then Ristolina is going to get signed to a 10 year. Like, I, I, I can't. 10 year, $40 million per year deal. 
Like, <laughs> I, this team makes me so unbelievably angry. And hiring Tortorella is not even the least of it. Everything Tortorella is saying, I agree with. Like, I thought I would just, I thought I would absolutely hate him. I actually like him. Like, everything he's saying is is right and is so accurate. He even said crap about the management, too. Like, he's talking crap about his bosses. Like, that is great. And he honestly has every right to because under Fletcher, this team is doing jack. They are they are not doing anything. Jack, I swear to God. <laughs> I don't know what I just for those who can't see, Jack put a nice little green screen on, and he's showing Patrick Kane. Oh, that's cool! In 2010, um, winning the cup against the Flyers, and that's what ended our franchise. Yep. Thanks, Jack. I appreciate it. How Chicago no doing? Now? Hey, Jack. Uh, getting Bedard, not, and the Flyers aren't. So. Okay. Jack, I got a question for you. Yeah. Where are you? Um. Uh... Yeah, what are you doing in about uh, 13 hours and 10 minutes? 13 hours and 10 minutes. School, I think. Okay, perfect. Can you tell me your school? I'm going to come there and beat your ass. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I will not be telling my school on this. Oh, yeah, right. We can't, we can't, he can't expose his location on the podcast. Guys, he, he actually, I actually have his location right now. Um, he lives in, um, 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 Oh my God. You know what? Forget it. If you're in Chicago and you see Jack, just jump him, please. Yeah, thanks. Jump him and like, yeah. And just when you're jumping him, just start screaming Nordic Nation. And then just leave. <laughs> Nordic nation. You won't know what hit him. All right. Anyways, enough jokes aside, moving on. That division is also really competitive. Uh, obviously, I think we all had the same top three. Uh, I mean, like it might have been in a little bit of, of a different order, but obviously Carolina, the Rangers, and Pittsburgh probably are top three. <laughs> Very solid. Uh, Carolina honestly could be a dark horse for the cup and maybe not even a dark horse anymore, more like a solid pick for the Stanley Cup. Like, honestly, like Carolina is one of those teams that definitely could uh, shock some people when it comes to playoffs. Because not many people are saying, oh, yeah, Carolina for the cup, Carolina for the cup. The big picks are still Tampa, Colorado, even Edmonton. Like, nobody's talking about Carolina and what's going on with them. So I definitely think they could be a pick as well. Um, As for, as for a team like um, New York, uh, the Islanders, Columbus, Washington, and New Jersey – that could go in any different order. That's a, yeah, that's a toss-up. Oh, what is that? Kane and St. Louis gear? No. Nah. Oh, oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's like eyes. <laughs> well, the thing is, that hasn't happened. 2010 has that. It's just like a edited keep bring You keep bringing up the past, Jack. You got to stop living in the past. Start living in the present. Start living in I'm the present. I'm bringing up the past, but you're bringing up the future. That's big lies. Nah, I'm actually, I'm actually up bringing future. up what's going to happen tomorrow. So... <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Catching a flight. <laughs> yeah, catching a flight to Chicago. But, yeah, I mean, honestly, any of those spots are interchangeable. Um, New York, one of those teams that, like, did nothing this offseason, so, like, they'll be the same roster. But if they're healthy, I think they definitely will be better. Definitely 100%. But uh, we shall obviously see uh, what the Islanders can do. Um, and then Columbus as well. They got Goudreau. Still won't be that good of a team, though. 
They still got some holes in them. If you guys watched our last our last uh, episode, Bartner said a hot take that he thought that Columbus wouldn't be as good, and I honestly agreed with him after I said, Lana is going to score 55 goals. <laughs> that went absolutely amazing for me. That'll be... Uh, but yeah, that's all I got for Metro. The whatever you guys want to do next, Central or Pacific or I got Central here. Uh, one Avalanche, two Wild, three Blues, four Predators, five Stars, six Jets, seven Blackhawks, eight Coyotes. I disagree. Okay. That, that's pretty similar to mine. Uh, one Columbus or Colorado. Oh my God, that was bad. <laughs> that would have been two awesome. Minnesota. Three, uh, the St. Louis Blues, Patrick Kane's new team. Uh, four, the Dallas Stars. Five, the Preds. Six, Jets. Seven, Chicago. And eight, Arizona. All right. I disagree with both of you. Number one, Colorado. Number two, Dallas. Number Ooh. three, St. Louis. Number four, wow. Nashville. Number five, Minnesota. Number six, six Winnipeg. Number seven, Arizona. Uh, Number eight, Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> he made a funny joke about your team, Jack. Suck it. Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That means we get Bernard. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's not well, a guarantee. Not yeah, Not technically, but. No, All right. I got one thing. You have Minnesota that low? Really? Yeah, I was going to say. I think they're the clear number two. Nope. I don't think, I think so. The f- you said Dallas, right? Number wow. two? Yep, Dallas number two. Yeah, I don't know about that. Dallas um, is high. I, I wouldn't put them as high as two. If they're I'd not put- going to re-sign Robertson, <laughs> well, I mean, they will. but They probably will. Nah, Unless the know, man. Red Wings send an offer sheet or something. They are. They are? They're going. You yeah. think they're going to? Yeah, just because Nurk Michael Bartner it. said there, said it's going to happen doesn't mean it's going to happen. I love that guy. Michael Bartner is never wrong. Oh really? <laughs> no, 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 Travis no. Green for Jack Adams. <laughs> okay, but yeah, <laughs> I have a the W wild take. Fifth. It wasn't bad then. Um, I have the Wild of fifth mainly because I mean I'm not too high on this team. I I mean like honestly like I look at this team it's not too exciting apart from Kirill Kaprizov. I don't see anything really of note. I'm being honest. The Ryan defense Hartman. is solid. The, the, the defense is good. The goaltending has some potential with Flurry and obviously Gustafson as a backup. But honestly, I'm not too high on him. I mean, like Kaprizov, and if you've seen my past couple of videos, Kaprizov carries this team. And I mean, they maybe do, maybe they do get into the playoffs and then like they are like a, they're going to be a first round exit again. I don't see them doing anything more than they did this past year. Like, I'm being entirely honest. Like, I just don't see this team really surprising people or doing anything along those remarks. Like, nothing like that. Like, this is just a team that's just – they just don't impress me. And for Dallas, on the other hand, people are – you guys are blown that I have Dallas at second and everyone else is going to lose. Yes. They see it too. But, like, um, when, when, oh, my God. When it, get rele- when it gets released on the TikTok, the absolute meltdown. Like, I'm going to lose, like, $100. Um, Good. But I believe in Dallas. I believe in this team. I mean, people are – I mean, like you were saying, oh, yeah, they can't get Robertson signed. I don't think that's that big of a deal, though. I get why he's hesitant on signing young players. But, I mean, still, though, they should just still sign him, just get it over with. Who cares at this point? And just get him signed. But I think overall this team is an underrated top six, a solid bottom six, 
Their defense is solid. I like the additional Nils Lundqvist. Maybe second might be a little bit too bold, but I still am really high on this team, and I believe they could do some ass-kicking when it gets to the playoffs and potentially do really good. But Like, they 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 lost Klingberg, though. Like, yeah. dude, even without Klingberg, you still think they're top two? Yeah, I believe it. Central is kind of weak, I will say that. I believe in Dallas. I believe. You need to believe. You know, one thing my dad told me back in the day. You know, <laughs> oh you may goodness. not, you may not think you'll be able to do it, but you have to believe. Believe that you can. Wow! Uh, Inspirational quotes with Nordic, everybody. Inspirational believe. quotes with Nordic. Believe yeah. in Dallas. It's like it's like believe in Latvia, but NHL. Edition. Oh, Latvia. Believe in Dallas. No, oh. no, 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 no. I believed in Latvia, and you Latvia just won a game. Latvian. And Latvia won a game because of me. So I. Oh, oh, the ego! The ego's growing as well. Dallas <laughs> is going to win the cup because I believe in Latvia is winning the Stanley Cup. On... <laughs> yep. Oh, I don't even know. Is there even Latvian players in the NHL? I forget. I looked it no, up. Oh, probably the... not. I looked it up a few weeks ago when Latvia was in competition for the World Juniors. It was like Zegmas Gergensen's, and that was it. Oh, yeah. Like, that was it. Uh, But, yeah, anyways, that's it for my Central Division. It's probably my boldest division I have out there. Uh, Moving on to the Pacific now, last last division. Jack, start us off. All right, Pacific. One, Flames. Two, Kings. Three, Oilers. Four, Canucks. Five, Knights. Six, Ducks. Seven, Kraken. Eight, Sharks. Ooh, interesting. I have Vancouver listed twice, I just realized. Carter, go. <laughs> oh, really double-checked. Uh, Edmonton 1, Calgary 2, LA 3, Vancouver 4, Vegas 5, Anaheim 6, Seattle 7, and San Jose 8. Okay, so I put like I put Vancouver at 4th and 6, but then I realized, oh, wait, <laughs> that's not going to work. All right, my actually, and now that I hear your guys's, mine's also really different. Uh, first Edmonton, second Calgary, third Los Angeles, fourth Vancouver, fifth Anaheim, sixth Seattle, seventh Vegas, eighth. Wow. Okay, I'll be honest. I can see that. I was honestly contemplating putting Vegas under Anaheim, but I didn't. I wasn't so sure. Yeah, I, Dallas. I I don't believe in I don't believe in Vegas. Yeah. yeah, and you said that in the last episode. I didn't know you didn't believe in them that much. <laughs> no, I don't. I really don't. I don't think this team. I don't think this team is all too exciting. Um, and I mean Jack Eichel revenge season. That's going to be the only positive thing out of them. But I don't think anything else happens. Really. I yeah. Mean, like, I just look at this team. It's not all too impressing. I mean, they got some good guys on that team. I'm not going to say like they're horrible. But like, given their history with injuries, like I don't, I don't trust this team. Like, I think I've, I'd be much safer putting them at seventh than I would at like fifth. Absolutely. And I mean, like with guys like Leonard being out and like that really uncertain goaltending tandem, I don't trust it. Like, I just, I just, yeah, don't, I don't trust it at all. And I just think that honestly, they could just finish seventh. I just, they're just not that good of a team. To be honest, I don't believe in Vegas like I do in Dallas. 
You know, you, you look at a team like Dallas, an underdog story. This team made the cup in 2020. They were an amazing core, an amazing run. Vegas, everybody hates them. I mean, I'm not saying I hate Vegas. I like a lot of players on the team. But I just don't think this team's going to be all too good this coming season. I'm being honest. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have them at five. But honestly, I could see them as low as seven. But just with all the success that they've had, I don't see that big of a jump this year. Maybe next year. Uh, obviously, they got the cap space problems and all that. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Um. Anyways, moving on from the divisions, we got one more thing here. Uh, well, two more things, actually. The President's Trophy. Who's taking on the President's Trophy this year, guys? Billy. <laughs> I have Chicago. them at eight, but they're somehow going to win it. All right. Okay, actual President's Trophy prediction. Uh, Avalanche. Avalanche. All right. Carter, what do you got? Tampa. Hmm. I got Oilers. You okay. weirdo. I, no, 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 Carter. I, I can see that. No, I, I, can, I can see it, but he's just trying to be different and you know i knew somebody was gonna say that i knew it i literally knew it being just trying different, to be different is okay no i'm it's not okay, i Nordic. believe in edmonton yeah same like this team i mean like mcdavid alone like he could win a president's trophy like honestly like he's that good of a player and i just think that you know with the team that they're surrounding themselves around the acquisitions they made uh jack campbell added to that goaltending uh, I just think it makes it so much significantly better overall, and I just think they just look much better of a team. I could see the Colorado and Tampa picks. I absolutely agree. But, like, I don't think they're as solidified as Edmonton may be. That's just me, though. But, yeah, that's my president's trophy. Yeah. And, um, yeah. All right. We got one more thing to go before we – wrap up episode numero four of the Nordcast. We're going to leave this episode off on a cliffhanger. We're going to give our playoff predictions. We're going to set up an entire playoff bracket, and then we're going to, you know, go from there. And um, obviously we'll end it off with the first round today. And then in, in the next episode, we're going to give our final playoff predictions, zoom in on our playoff rounds, and we'll have some more fun with that. Um, but anyway, so whoever wants to go first with their brackets, Give it a whirl. If Carter wants to go first this time. All right. Well, in the in the east, right? East. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, obviously, Tampa being my one seed, they'll take on the five seed, uh, which is the Boston Bruins. Um, and then the one seed from the Metro, the Carolina Hurricanes. We'll be taking on the Ottawa Senators. Um, and then in the Atlantic, Detroit, Toronto, and Detroit, with Toronto being the two seed. Uh, and then in the Metro, Rangers and Penguins, with New York being the two seed with home ice advantage. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Go ahead, Nordic. Uh, on my eastern side, I have Toronto taking on the Ottawa Senators, the good old Battle of Ontario in the first round. Yeah. That'll be pretty hype, especially when Ottawa beats them in Snapkin. Uh, I mean, maybe. Um, your first in Metro is obviously Carolina, and your wild card one is the Bruins. So Carolina versus Boston once again. 
um, in the first round. And then yet again, New York versus Pittsburgh for my second and third Metro seeds. And then for the Atlantic seeds, I have the Battle of Florida. Tampa Ooh. versus Tampa again. versus the Panthers in the first round. Things can Hopefully get it's a little bit closer. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would be a lot more fun and a lot more entertaining first round matchup, especially in the past couple of years. Ooh, All right, Jack, what do you got crash. for the East? All right, East in the Atlantic, I got Leafs and Bruins for one and four seeds. Then two and three, I got Lightning and Senators. And then in the Metro, I got Rangers, one seed, Blue Jackets, four seed. And then two and three, Carolina and Pittsburgh. All right. All right. Wow. We seem to have like the same picks there. Um, mm-hmm. But that is pretty bold. I like those picks. Uh, West, let's get it going. Carter, what do you All got? All right. So uh, with Colorado being the one seed out of that uh conference or yeah conference uh they will be taking on the five seed nashville predators hopefully nashville can keep it a little bit closer uh and then the one seed in the pacific the edmonton Oilers, will be taking on the number four dallas stars uh and then in the central minnesota st louis and then the pacific calgary and la okay you have kind of the same ones as me Uh, i have colorado taking on nashville and then I actually have Edmonton taking on Vancouver. In the Ooh. That could be a fun first-round matchup, something we, we really didn't haven't seen before in a long time. And then I have Dallas taking on St. Louis in the first round, and then I also have Calgary versus Los Angeles as well. Um, so very fun uh, Western Conference matchups there. That will be a lot of entertainment. What do you got, Jack? All right. One seed Avalanche versus the Nashville Predators. And then I got Wild in Blues. Um little rematch there. Uh, and then I got Flames in Vancouver. And then Kings and Oilers. All right. I like those predictions overall. That's our bracket so far. Um I got nothing else. If you guys got anything, other things you want to talk about, Carter did bring up. We do have some time. We got about six minutes here. Carter did talk about the twenty-three cover. We I don't know if we talked about that. I can't remember if we did. I don't think we did. I think we talked about twenty-three. Maybe rumoring to have crossplay in episode two, and we just yeah, didn't yeah. talk about it because we had partner on in episode three. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad cover. I mean, like I could no. care less. Honest, yeah, honestly, like this is what I've kind of said. You're kind of take like, especially because EA and like the NHL, they're trying to grow the game. Why would you not take the flashiest player in the NHL to because everybody who like follows like Sports Center, ESPN, they've seen Trevor Zegers's highlights, right? Like they've seen his Michigan's, they've seen his Michigan assist, right? Those have blown up on like sports everywhere. And then if you're trying to grow the female side of the game, why would you not put probably the most influential female player in Sarah Nurse on the cover as well? That's That was kind of my thought process looking at it and being like, you know what? It's not bad. Like the cover itself is, is decent and the athletes, they don't really kind of make sense. But if you're trying to grow the game, then they kind of do. But yeah. I just don't – I mean, like, I, I don't know. It just it just looked weird with the palm trees in the background. I'm like, that's not hockey. Like, that's just so – Yeah, weird. that's that's my only complaint. Otherwise, I like it. 
Mm-hmm. I don't I can I don't really care for it. I like the features a lot. I like mm-hmm. a lot of the presentation stuff they're adding. Some of yeah. that stuff's really cool. Um the cross platform stuff, it's not even cross play entirely, but it's like kind of cross platform. Um it just seems it seems like it's a step in the right direction. I think EA's taken some nice steps here uh to go in the right direction and um making yeah. a much better game overall. And I like the new presentation features. Uh there's more stuff coming. The franchise mode stuff, I think there's still stuff coming for that. The Hockey Ultimate Team, even though there's going to be like, oh, new hockey cards. But like, yeah, um, I could care less about HUD. But whatever. I think it could yeah, be a good game. I don't know. I'm looking forward to NHL 24, though. Oh, yeah. Spend $120 on whoever wins that those two fantasy leagues. Okay, but yeah. Doing that for the good of the people. I think it, it was it thought it'd be a very fun thing to do. And especially if I win. No NHL 24 for y'all. But, uh, uh yeah. Yeah. That, that what what about not me and Carter win? Oh, yeah. You yeah. guys win. You guys always win. But, yeah. yeah. Um, Do we get it better. if we win? If you, guys are, if you guys get entered into the fantasy leagues, yeah, you win. All right. You don't get a pass. I'm not giving you a pass. Well, yeah. I gave you guys a Nordcast pass, but you, you ain't getting no more than that. All right. But yeah, Jack, you want to just team up? What sure. If one of us gets in, you, one of us can be co-manager. Yeah, that could work. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not against that. All right. What? Yeah. You guys all have to split NHL 24 then. Yeah, we'll we'll split the disc in half. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it'll still read half the game. <laughs> yeah, like Carter will have the one half that like has hockey ultimate team and all the online modes, and then Jack will have like franchise mode and like be a pro and all that. Oh, that'll be fun. And then, like, and I actually yeah. have to spend money for real. Like, like, why not just cut the disc in half? Why not just share the game with someone? And then y'all can like interchange it, like make trades. Like, you know, it'd be such a vibe. Oh yeah. And then, like, you could cut the disc in half even more, so I could have a share of it, like have a third nah. of it, and have like you know, like play now. Like, all I need is play now, and I'm chilling. Like, yeah, like let's do it. Oh, but yeah. That'll do it for episode numero four of the Nordcast. Man, we've done four of these episodes already. It's been a fun ride. Uh, We're just getting started into the season. Next episode, we'll definitely have some more things to talk about. It'll probably be around October, our first episode. Preseason starting up soon. Yeah, we got. I think the first game's in three days or so. Yeah, it's it's in a couple days. We got preseason coming very soon. But uh, yeah, let's go. Exciting things to come for the Nordcast and overall, just our platforms overall. Thank you all for watching. We appreciate you guys listening all the way until the end. This is probably one of our one of my favorite things to do. I don't know about these guys. They probably hate their lives. They probably hate doing this, having to stay up every night and record a podcast with me. But, you know, I enjoy nah, it. Recording the no, podcast isn't this. the issue. It's just you. Uh, oh, okay. All right. But, yeah. <laughs> Thank you all very much for coming out, listening to the end. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you guys in episode numero five. Adios. Love you, Nordic. Bye.